Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well-being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of the Success by Design podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about vision and goals, and we're going to focus on strategic planning. So let's kick this conversation right now. And Haley, I'm going to let you speak about that. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. So hopefully you listened to our last episode. We kind of gave you kind of like the overview or the big picture of having your vision kind of road mapping and what that looks like. So let's dig a little deeper this week. I think this is a great exercise, too, because it's kind of the beginning of the year. We're into the second month. Can y'all believe it's February already of the year? I cannot. So I wonder how the first month went for you. How did you feel? Do you feel good about your goals? Do you feel good about your strategic planning for the year? Or maybe you got a little sidetracked. Maybe some things happened and you didn't get back to your planning. Well, don't feel bad because February is still a great time to get those going, get a clear vision of what you want. So when I think about starting my strategic planning or my vision, one of the first things I think about and sit down and map out is actually what is my vision? So what do I want to do this year? So if we say, for example, I'll think back to my my corporate days, say this year I want to get a promotion. So say maybe I'm a junior team member and I want to be a senior member of the team. So that's my vision or my mission. That's what I want to do. I'm aspiring to step up in my role. So now how do I get there? So let's work backwards. What is going to get me there? How do I get there? First, I want to take the time to talk about core values because I feel core values really, really help when it comes to strategic planning and thinking about your vision. Because when you have a vision, if your core values, in my opinion, are not aligned with your vision, then it's going to be very hard for you to be motivated to achieve that. So for instance, if one of your core values is work-life balance or spending time with your family and friends, then if you are going after a role that is going to take away some of that time, or you know that you're going to have to work a lot of long hours and be away from your friends and family, and that's one of your core values, then is this a vision or a role for you? Do you need to adjust? Great. So how do you feel about core values when you think about core values and, and working them into your vision or your mission? They have to align because when they don't align, yes, you can succeed, you can thrive, you can move forward in your career. However, everything when misaligned gets back to you. So in other words, I love this saying about what you resist persists. So if you are not aligned with your core value and you're moving forward or advancing in your career, somewhere along the line, it's going to catch up. And when it's catching up, it actually affects you and it's weight on you. Whether it's going to affect you from a physical perspective, from a well-being perspective, from an emotional perspective, not necessarily from your career perspective, oftentimes I find it it actually comes in other elements in your life. So if you can align your values with what you want, right? So with what you want, therefore your strategic planning is going to be aligned and you'll be able to advance properly. Oh yes, alignment as you were thinking about that. And that is because if you probably even experienced this, think back and for a minute and just reflect on your career and think about 
when your values probably were not aligned with your vision or your purpose. And you were probably kind of all over the place or it probably wasn't serving you or maybe you were going to work and, and doing things, but something was just off. Something just didn't feel right. And maybe after some you know, reflection and really thinking about things, you realize that your core values were not in line with that. So I want everyone, think about your core values, write them down. It's good to write those down too. I find myself at least once a year sitting down and asking myself, what's important to me? What do I value? Because it does change as we get older and wiser. Our values can change. I have clients, I'm coaching clients. You know, when you first starting your career, money may be very important. So you may take roles that may not be the best fit for your alignment, but maybe they're going to help you to get where you are. Maybe you're going to have to work longer hours or you take roles that can get you more money. But then maybe as you get more seasoned in your career and maybe you've acquired some of those money goals that you've reached, then things like you know, alignment with my family, alignment with what I want to do, how much do I want to work, other things and values come into play and that can change. Having passion for your work, you know, things like that. A lot of times, a lot of us do work that we're passionate about. It may not be as high paying as something else. So really stop and examine what are your values at right now? I have a couple of clients that have reached, you know, some C-suite and director level roles. And so when we start talking now, they tell me, Haley, you know, money isn't as important for me right now. And this, at this point in my career, you know, I've had kids, I have my family. That's what's important to me. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to be able to take time for myself and enjoy some of the fruits of my labor. So by doing that, then they know what their values are. And that helps them as they think about, you know, continuing to climb that corporate ladder, what roles they want to take and what their vision looks like for them as they progress in their career. Now, moving up from core values, after you kind of establish what your core values are, I like to look at your strengths and your weaknesses. What are those? And you may say, why is that important? Well, I always, when I get a new client, I ask them to write down all their strengths. And it's so, uh, and we think, oh, that's so simple. But then when they sit down and we come back and they say, hey, that actually took some time for me to really think about that and to come up with my strengths or to think about all the things. We may think of the common things that we may do, but think back a couple of years back in your work and examine that. See what you were good at. See what strengths stood out for you. And that's why I love having a brag book or a confidence book because it helps you to then go back and see your strengths and see opportunities, see ways where you stood up, see things that stood out for you. And then also too, it can help you identify opportunities for your future. So if you're thinking about what do I want to do this year? Or what is a goal that I want to accomplish? Well, look back at previous things that you've done or things that you may have thought about doing in the past that maybe you pushed to the side or didn't have time for and see if those things come up for you as opportunities that are in line with your strengths. I'm going to add on that. So many people don't like to speak about weakness or even focus on their strength. So there's the idea that weakness is bad. So instead of looking at it from a weakness perspective, look at it from a developmental perspective. What is it that I get to learn from this? The other thing is your weakness may be a flaw in one position, but maybe a strength in another. So for instance, if you know that your emotional intelligence is high, right? So something happened, you, you're a nurturer, you find that in the position that you're at, you've been told, it might be you or someone may have said you're too emotional. Well, you're too emotional in that position, maybe looked from a flaw perspective. However, in another position as a manager, you're too emotional or your nurturing side, I hate saying too emotional, your nurturing side is actually what the organization and the culture needs to sustain your employees, your team. So don't look at your 
weakness in the sense that it's a negative thing. Look at it as how can I transform my weakness or my learnings into a strength and a superpower in wherever I need to go. If you position your way of talking about strength and weaknesses, you'll be able to change your language and the limited belief that may be associated with that. The other thing about strength is that Many times we are focused on the weakness, but we dismiss our strength. We dismiss the accomplishment that we have done. We dismiss the value that we're bringing to the organization because we're so focused on the failure or on the weaknesses that may or may not have happened. If you look at your strength and you align that with your value, you just created a superpower that now you can leverage wherever you go. Ooh, I love that superpower thought because it is. And I know too, I dislike the word weaknesses too, because it always takes me back to thinking about when you're on a job interview and they say, tell me about one of your strengths or tell me about one of your weaknesses. And I always hated that question because it's like, what am I going to tell you about a weakness? I'm trying to get hired on a job. So why would I tell you what a weakness is? You know, because you could use that against me. So I used to turn that question into my mom always helped me with this when I was younger. So I turned my what is a weakness is Rome wasn't built in a day. So I like to get everything accomplished in a day. But I'm learning now that it's okay that some things take longer to accomplish. And so that's what I use. And it is. So I'm turning that weakness into an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to learn for myself that some things are going to take longer and that's okay. And so that's how I want you all to view when we talk about weaknesses or, you know, that's why I say I'm going to call them opportunities. Those are opportunities for me to be better, for me to grow, for me to try something new. And I like the superpower thing you brought out, because then if I can tap into my superpower, then that's going to allow me to find even deep and even other strengths and discover those. So and I'm sure many of you are probably taking maybe the Clifton Strength Assessment or some of those other strength assessments that are out there. And I really like those. I love taking those to see how they line up. Some people take them. They're like, oh, that's not me. Sometimes you may take them and that's OK. But then sometimes you may take some of them. And it really does highlight, though, some of the things that you do well, because sometimes we have a hard time. You know, we do stuff well, but we don't see it right for ourselves. So when we take those assessments. They can really be helpful in highlighting areas that can help us where our strengths are and then also areas of opportunities that can really help us. So let's say now you have your vision or your mission. It's aligned with your core values. You've really identified your strengths to help you tie into that and areas of opportunities that you can get from the situation. Now, let's get tactical. How are we going to get there? What does that look like? And if you've ever done like OKRs for work or setting objectives for work, I'm going to tap into that for a second because then you're going to set your objective. So what is your objective now? So let's go back to our example of I want to get a senior role at my job. So how am I going to get there? What objectives, what strategies do I have? So one would be definitely speaking to my leader, letting them know what my goal is, what my objective is, seeing how they can support me, how they can help me. First of all, even seeing if that's reasonable. Maybe they said, you know what, this year we don't have the headcount or we don't have the budget for us to promote somebody. That's really important because you would probably feel really bad if you worked really hard for that promotion. And then the end of the year comes and you find out, well, it's not in the cards. So making that a reality. So it's important to speak to your manager, speak to your leader, find out, let them know what your objective is for this year and see if that's reasonable, if they can support you in that goal and helping you to get that promotion. And so then once that's, so let's say, yes, that is good. I want you to go along with that and let's, let's get that into play. So then working along with them, what do you need to do? Is it taking on some new projects? 
learning a new software, getting involved with some other teams, cross-functionality, working with teams in other departments, learning something new that's coming along. Maybe there's, you know, change. I used to work in tech, so maybe you're changing software systems or trying to automate something or looking for improvements, looking for innovation. You're looking for ways that you can make an impactful change and really make yourself stand out so they can say, you know, we need this person. They're so innovative. They're really stepping up. They're really taking control, maybe being able to have your leader delegate some new things to you that you can learn. All of this is in this stepping outside of our comfort zone and stepping into that stretch zone. Because when we're in our stretch zone, that is when we grow and that's when we're able to try new things. So definitely being able to do that can be very helpful when you're thinking about your strategic planning. Gray, do you set objectives or strategies for yourself? I do. I do in the sense that it allows me to know what I want, right? And I do it not in the sense of, I used to do it for 12 months. Now I do it per quarter because we have a scorecard. And I find that that's better for me than having it for a whole year because things happen. One of the things I've learned during the COVID period is that, yes, we had a whole year of stuff happening and objectives and all this and all that. And then that change completely overnight. So ever since that, I stopped doing it per year and I started doing it per quarter. And then I reverse engineer exactly what you just said. I reverse engineer things so that I know where to get and I see my destination. Yes. Because that kind of leads into my next point is, okay, so now we've done that point. So then now, what does success look like? How are we going to measure that success? So if we're looking at our, go back to our example of getting a, a new role, Is it getting that role at the end of the year? But let's say something happened out of your control. And this is where the control piece comes in too, because sometimes we may have the best vision. We may have best mission. Everything's aligned, but then something outside of our control happens and it doesn't come about. So for instance, we go back to COVID and that, of course, that changed everything for everybody, how businesses operated and all of that. So if that was that year where you were going for that promotion at the end of the year, or at the beginning of that year, guess what? It probably didn't happen. Maybe you had to wait a little longer. So recognizing two things that you can control. So if my success is measured by getting that role and I don't get it, what do I do next? Of course, I may feel a little downhearted and a little sad about it, but go back and review and look at what you did to get yourself there and celebrate that. That's success. If you were able to take on new tasks, if you were able to lead a project, if you were able to attend more leadership meetings or help your leader out in different ways and gain new skills, then that's a win. And that's definitely a success in that goal. So when we think of our ROI and and all those things and measuring that, really be reasonable with yourself. And I don't know if most of you are probably familiar with SMART goals. Use that a lot when you're setting goals. And so when you're setting those objectives and coming up with your strategies to reach those goals, make them SMART. Are they specific? Are they measurable? Are they attainable? Make them time-based? Are they realistic? And so that can help you too when you're setting them to make sure that you're able to achieve them or at least come halfway there and get there in that sense. So that's going to help out a lot. And so I find when I kind of follow that framework, it really does help. But again, like we said, life happens, right? Things are going to change. Things are going to take us off that path sometimes. If you can get back on it and continue to align with that and keep alignment with your purpose, then it can really help you move in the right direction. I know we talk about this a lot. We're always talking about how we're planning. Every time we have something new coming up, we're figuring out, we were just talking about this earlier before we started recording this episode of how we're going to be, how being tactical about something or how we're going to approach something. 
doing our research. All of those things are going to help you when you're doing your planning to really be able to execute it. And so I advise all of you, put time on your schedule every week if you can to put some time into strategic planning. Maybe it's at the beginning of the week. Maybe it's at the end of the week. Or maybe you may do it twice a week. Maybe at the beginning on Monday, you kind of start, and I say start small too, because you may think, oh, I have this huge vision and I have to figure this out. No, start small. (laughs) So start with just the week and look at your week. Start on Monday. If it's Monday morning or Monday evening, plan for that week. What do you want to accomplish that week? How am I going to execute that? And also too, put in a buffer for things you can't control. Because of course, I was talking to a client yesterday and she was saying, you know what? The day before yesterday was just an absolute mess. The day I from the time I stepped into the office, I was putting out fires all day and I didn't get anything accomplished. And we're like, well, that's that can happen. That's going to be a typical day. But then I asked her, how did you regroup at the end of the day? What did you think about? What did you say to yourself? What did you take some time to do to help you process that day? And she said, you know what? I took the last 30 minutes of the day and she said, I thought about pushing through. I thought about, oh, let me go in here and use these last 30 minutes and try to get some work done. But she said she was frazzled. She was exhausted. And so she took those last 30 minutes to reflect on the day and to think about what could I do differently next time or what was within my control in that day that maybe I can do differently next time so that, you know, if this does happen again, it doesn't get off the rails so much. And so I told her I really applauded her for doing that because sometimes we try to take those last few minutes and push through and try to get some stuff done. But if we take time to strategically plan And think about what could I do differently for the next time this happens or just even how can I start my day afresh tomorrow can be really helpful and beneficial. So tell me what you think about that. Think about as you continue to do your strategic planning and think about even looking at your organization's strategic planning, how they go about it. Sometimes too, you may feel like this all sounds great, but how do I really implement it? Well, I would say maybe speak to a a peer or a trusted friend and ask them about how they strategic plan. Even looking at your leader or maybe some of the other leaders in your organization, how are they strategic planning? How do they go about planning for their team, planning for the year, making sure that their objectives for the team align with the company's objectives and get some insight from them. I think it'd be a very good conversation to do that. And also too, it's a way for you to continue to build relationships with those inside the company. So think about that. Think about how you can relate that to your own goals. Think about what you want to accomplish. And I hope this really does help you. So we'd love to hear. So please share your comments. Let us know what you're thinking about strategic planning, your strategic vision, and what that looks like for you today. And if you have any questions, we're all here to support you and help you with that so much. So that's it for today's episode. So thank you for joining us. And as always, remember, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Success by Design podcast. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.